Yep, so this is Donald Trump's spiritual advisor, Paula White. Let's go. I hear victory, 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 victory in the quarters of heaven. In the quarters of heaven, victory, 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 victory. For angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now. Hamanda, ata, ata, rata, baka, sanda, ata, ambo, osa, kata, rite, eke, banda, ata, rite, tibi, ashata. For angels have even... This is my favorite West Side Gun song. Dude, this is straight up music beats so bad. Just straight up sounds like Migos rapping. It's so good. Oh man, I love when they speak in tongues like that. It sounds like, yeah, it just sounds like my three-year-old babbling. No, this is. If you put a good beat to this, this could be in any club in the country. Oh yeah, it's straight up. It's mumble rap. It's just so put good. some just put some eight oh eights around that. Guys, I uh I do have something serious to talk about though. What's up? I have a I have late breaking news, actually. And it relates directly to what appears to be the election of Joseph Robinette Biden. Okay. You guys ready for the message I have? Again, th- this isn't coming from me. I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a seer stone uh, than than anything else. I'm I'm here to just relay a message to to those who are willing to listen. But this is what I've got: Graham, Paul, Loeffler, Johnson, Blackburn, Lee, Scott. There is plenty for you to Google. Just do one at a time. Look for other keywords like Russia, but you knew that COVID. Insider trading. Ukraine, July 4th. Have fun. The indictments are coming. Finally. Oh, fucking time. So, again, I'm just, I'm, I'm a mere messenger of, of what's coming down the pike. Um, clearly, we have, uh, now that Joseph Biden is taking the reins of this great nation, we are going to be seeing um, an exiling of the elected officials, including those that I've mentioned previously. Um, and again, this is someone that gave me this information. Uh, this is top secret clearance. It came through me. It came to me through a Twitter mention um, while I was talking shit on Spencer Cox, actually. So really, it was all happenstance how I came to have this have this job, have this responsibility of being someone who was going to to share this message with all of you. And I, I don't take this responsibility lightly. I, uh, I look forward to becoming the new um, Lib or Demonon. I'm not quite sure which one I'm going to be. Um, but yeah, so uh, everyone... Oxide get time, fuck around. Get time for Lib QAnon. Get ready for Lib QAnon because it is time. And the indictments are absolutely on their fucking way. Unlike the last time where we thought the indictments would become down, like when we thought Carl Rove would be just dragged so, out in cuffs. <laughs> it's happening this time. So all of our all of our faves are going this, to jail. I don't mean to there put will this be yeah. no vacancy at the Hague. I, I don't mean to put this sweet guy on blast because boy, what a what a pure little heart to believe this is something that could happen. But like, God fucking damn! I heard people. I've heard people talk about LibQAnon, and like, I've heard people call like RussiaGate LibQAnon, and sure, but I guess I didn't really know that there were people who are still into this shit who still think the indictments are coming. I thought we all like let that go when like 
Mueller didn't do fucking shit because he is also senile. Um, yeah, but that I was, was like talking... 900 oh well nonetheless ago. It, it really was. But I, uh, so I, I was obviously doing my daily job, my other daily job. I have like five jobs. One of them is, of course, talking shit to Spencer Cox, who is on a victory <laughs> lap right now. Um, I'm so and thankful for your service, man. You're right. And uh, oh, man. so. <laughs> yeah, Spencer so, Cox has been on one today, just like retweeting his own like victory lap. And yeah, it, it rules. But um, he's he's about four posts away from getting a rib removed. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. So I I, uh, I I got this got this sweet sweet guy saying Spencer gets to watch his party implode around him, knowing that when it mattered most, he was just one of them. And I was like, Is the GOP imploding? Because uh, they did hold hold the Senate. They won back many seats in the House, double digits, and they had a better turnout than in 2016, including with uh, minorities. Actually, it all a went out. Well. Isn't it every demographic? But- yeah. Which white, we will be getting men. into, but <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, he, and then I said, I, so I said that, and he said, Oh, you don't know about the coming indictments. Well, just be patient, it will make sense in time. And I said, Oh, no, please tell me you're kidding. And that's when he gave, me the, he gave me the cue drop. And I said, What in the world makes you think people in power are finally about to start being held accountable for like literally anything? And he said, Because their daddy goes down first. And he sent me a really poorly photoshopped picture of Trump behind, uh, like Windows 98 uh, animated jail bars. And I said, Nothing. please tell me. I said, do you really think Trump is going to prison? And uh, I didn't get a response. So uh, I'll be on the lookout for the next one, though. So Nothing will own Republicans more than GeoCities gifts. <laughs> Jordan, do you mind playing the intro music, please? I Let's certainly go. can. At what no. point will you declare victory? When there's victory, if there's victory, I think I think we'll have victory. I think the the polls are, you know, suppression polls, and I think we'll have victory. But only when there's victory. I mean, you know, there's no reason to play games. And I think we'll have victory. I think we, we'll, you know, I look at it as being a very, um, you know, a very solid chance at winning here. Well. It's Brigham Young Money. We got we got Kyle here. Hello, Jordan. Hey, hey, hey. Greg. Hey boys. It's, Can I kick uh, the kick the podcast off with a uh bit of a personal announcement? Please. Now that uh Joseph Biden is going to be taking the reins of this of this country, <clears throat> um I should probably rewind a little bit, but we are going to take a little bit of a victory lap because my personal Lord and Savior, Joseph Biden, is going to lead us into the promised land. Um, but him. ever since 2016, boys, it's this is something that I've kept private. It's been really hard for me. Uh, I have not been able to get an erection since um, we've been able to we haven't been able to go to brunch. I have what's known as Brunchhausen syndrome. And. Now, Jesus. Arizona is going to be one. Michigan was one. Wisconsin was one. And Joe Biden is going to lead us again to this private or to this promised land. And this this morning I woke up. I drank a big old cup of coffee. Oh. I had a hamburger. 
for lunch and I felt the first tickle in my nether regions in about 1,460 days. You should be and fired for your from your job right now, please. <laughs> Greg, I fucking it's, hate it's, you. It's back, boys. 2020, Biden's in office, and Greg's got his boner back. Oh, my God. All right. We I don't got, think I uh, want to do the podcast anymore. I, uh, let's just close it down. Let's, uh, let's see. I'm just extremely horny for brunch, boys. We, Jordan, we, I think I think I've got a breakout rooms feature here on Zoom. Maybe I could. Yeah, just, we'll just uh, take it ourselves, too. We'll just let Mr. <laughs> horny be oh, by himself for a little while. <laughs> Put him in literal Zoom horny jail. I gotta um, finally go back to the park cafe. You're gonna get banished to the tubing room. <laughs> the tubing room in Zoom. Hell yes. Um, yeah. So we we're back. It's it's another week. It is Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's the day after the election. Um, Boy, so it's been a ride. It's uh, Jordan asked how we were all doing when we hopped on here. And I'm currently drinking iced tea and hot tea at the same time. I have not had any alcohol in multiple weeks now, I think, um, including on election night. And I I think I, I mentioned this to to these guys, but the reason I, I was trying to stay as as sober as possible, um, which I successfully pulled off, because in 2016 I took, um, I think I may have overdosed on uh, edibles in Forks, Washington, <laughs> and I watched about uh, 10 hours of MSNBC. I saw Kornacki going nuts on the. On the board, I saw the whole thing in real time, and I wanted to be more um, coherent and um, present in case that something similar happened. And boys, it kind of felt like that was going to happen again. Your experience in 2016 sounds like you were legally lobotomized. I I thought my I, I remember thinking my kneecaps were going to explode because like for some reason all of the uh, highness went right to my knees like you know you know on SpongeBob when uh, when um, Squidward eats all the Krabby Patties and it goes right to his thighs it's uh it was like that but for like, edibles went to my knees so spent the entire election <laughs> like Jack Nicholson in the final scene of One Flew Over a Cuckoo Yep dude it was. It was bad. Um, oh, no. But was that better or worse than being on my computer for like 12 hours straight, except for when I went to a dentist appointment yesterday? I um, felt sure. better this time than last time. I did, too. Just because like expectations were just ground zero. Like you always just kind of had the feeling in the back of your head, just like, hmm, how could this go wrong? It feels like things are going too right. Yeah. Yes. It did seem, I don't know. There did seem to be another thing that was just kind of off again. And so, I mean, currently as, as, as we are recording tonight, it's very likely that Joe Biden is going to be um, declared the winner in the next Friday at the latest, I would assume potentially in the potentially tonight, I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, but, that's just in case like Trump doesn't like pass the enabling act in like the next like 12 hours. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the problem here. So last night, Trump went on TV. The worst part of last night was Trump going on TV and declaring victory. And um, I thought it was a touching tribute to Pete Buttigieg. 
<laughs> oh my god the, the audacity of him to tweet something today i um hold on i have to fucking find this because uh, i was that just reminded me um pete Buttigieg tweeted um oh did katie halpert delay her tweet about it she was how i saw it well, that's that like, i didn't I had a reply to that one, so I think I know exactly where it's at. <laughs> yeah, of course. The undisputed heavyweight champion of Reply Guys. I just like replied like you would know, and for some reason I got like 600 likes off of that. It's like he, no, I, no effort at all, just no, like... He tweeted something again. Oh, okay, so... He said, Joe Biden, not claiming, not, excuse me, Joe Biden, not yet claiming victory, is already at work to heal and unite America. Wonderful. <laughs> I just want to fucking kill that guy. Parody, parody, parody. In a video game. Like, if he were in my Red in Dead Minecraft. Redemption. If he were in my Red Dead Redemption, like, if he were in my the fuck, my, my, my posse and we were potentially um, hunting, you know, um, I would uh, remove him from my posse and put a, put a you know, uh, flaming round of shotgun shells right into his head. Was that better or worse than like Josh Gad wearing that Ruth Bader Ginsburg shirt that had her wearing boxing gloves? Oh man. Okay. There oh. were so many bad okay. things yesterday. Greg, how are you feeling, man? Well, since you asked. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> he just bounces. <laughs> well, tell us how you feel. You know what? Uh, I I'm think here. you guys really summed it up well, though. I had zero expectations going into this. Um, I honestly, I mean, last night I went for a really nice, I went for, went to the gym after work, which was nice Did just did some self care, went for a long walk afterwards, took a bath and <clears throat> drank quite a few beers and, and, you know, like, and did a little bit of shit posting and then kind of just, uh, fell asleep because it was it's completely out of my hands i can't do anything that's um, zen that is very zen it was you know what it was it was the self-care that i needed um most people who know me um know how high strung and anxious i am um and i just i couldn't do it um i also had a very busy day in front of me today work-wise so i had to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed so you know i'm just Guys, I, I think I'm just fully embracing nihilism at this point. So it's just kind of like, okay. it's kind of just like, fuck it. So, and and I'm finding Zen in my fuck itness. Hey guys, I got a question for Pretty you. Beautiful. Yes. How many times yesterday did you watch that video of Donald Trump dancing the YMCA? Because I think I watched it probably at least 200 times. It really is incredible. Um how committed it's... to like the double jerk off move he is <laughs> like he doesn't obviously do the ymca he he does like do you, the guys, ski, do you guys remember the ski poles yes but it's like a little <laughs> bit more measured so do, do you remember the movie hitch with uh will smith and kevin james kevin james how could i forget it okay so he's giving Classic. him like tips on on dancing and he says to stay in that little that little square or whatever you know like where you're not too high and you're not too low He's just like Donald Trump's perfectly in this little square where he's just like, dun 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 dun, dun. and even with the YMCA part, he's still doing the, yeah. and he just does these weird little like he does little spins too. It's it's, it's really just, something. It's, it's on ground it's, aqua aerobics. Like it's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> it's even funnier that he's doing it to a song that's all about like 
fucking in a public yeah bathroom. about about gay men hooking up oh man i know but it's, <laughs> it it's really up there too with like conservatives like can never like actually understand lyrics to songs ever which is why they always like play like fortunate born son. in the usa yeah born in yeah. the usa a song about how a veteran comes back from vietnam and just been fucked over by everything yep Yep, it's cool. Just no set, no subtlety or subtext. Just like, eh, whatever. Or, or it's fortunate just, it's son like, too. That's another it's, classic. It's like the literal interpretation of the smacker with a dick, Chris Rock bit. I know it really is, um, but patriotic. Okay. So yes, but patriotic. But patriotic. So smacker with the stars and stripes. What's what what's going on right now? So basically we are waiting on the counts for um Michigan for or excuse me, uh oh yes, Michigan. Wisconsin has been called for Joe Biden, I believe. So it's God Michigan, right it was. Michigan and Pennsylvania, but they are still counting ballots in Arizona, um, in Nevada, in Georgia, in North Carolina, I believe. And Things are trending towards Trump, I believe, in Arizona, which is funny because there are there are protests in Arizona right now trying to get them to stop counting ballots, um, even though Joe Biden's in the lead. So it's completely incoherent. Um, but so I, I again, I still think things are going to go Biden's way tonight, um, unless anyone else has information that would uh, mean that's probably not going to happen but again we are in a global pandemic in which there were more mail-in ballots than ever so the idea that anyone is confused um about there being a lot of ballots yet to be counted uh that's an absurd position to take pretty much and it looks like the only like ballots that are left out there is still just the mail ones which is why they haven't called any of those states, even though like early on, like there was huge leads in Georgia, North Carolina and Michigan, because they all have the dumb state law where you can't start counting those mail-in ballots until after the polls close. Yeah, it's we literally do the state by state. So different state like some states can uh, count all early votes and mail-in votes as soon as they get them. Some states have to wait till the polls are actually closed. And so Georgia right now uh, is being AP is showing Donald Trump as being only up by 0.8. Uh, North Carolina, Joe Biden's down by 0.4. Pennsylvania, this is they're expecting like a large thing of, of, of ballots to come in from like Pittsburgh, I believe. And it's going to go Joe Biden's way in Pennsylvania likely as well, which is going to put him over the edge because um he is showing it 264 to 214 right now without without the uncalled states. So So all Joe Biden needs is Nevada. Uh yes, I believe so. Yeah, Nevada has um, six electoral votes. If he gets that, that's two seventy, that's the ball game. Yeah. So they haven't called Nevada, right? No, is they haven't called also, they're, they're still waiting on votes in Clark County, which is Vegas, and also Reno. There's also like he's also making or Biden is making a big push in georgia like georgia is still very much that, in that is an interesting yeah one. i think I, I think i just saw a tweet that just says like the lead is down to like twenty five thousand votes in yeah. georgia wow there was a big one in fulton county georgia uh twenty eight thousand votes were counted trump got fifty six hundred biden got twenty two thousand so a net gain of sixteen thousand four hundred thirty five 
So it's looking yeah. like like Georgia, and if, I mean, if he gets Georgia and Arizona, it's it's over. The interesting thing about Arizona, though, is that it it has been called for Biden, but it does seem to be potential for Arizona. It could I, I I can't even really say it. But the thing with the thing with Arizona is just, is much like Utah, they have have institutionalized mail in voting for a long time. So the mail in voting for Arizona isn't going to skew democratic like it will in all the other states, like in the Midwest and like Pennsylvania. Um, So, I mean, Biden's going to take this thing, which um, is good. It's something funny though. Uh, You remember how, how mad everyone was at Jill Stein um, last time around? (laughs) Yeah. Third parties are horrible, Kyle. What are you talking about? There's no way they could benefit the democratic party. Let's see. So we have, um, Let's see, uh, friend of the pod, Christian American husband, father of Matt and Alex for the 45th governor of Wisconsin, of course, Scott Walker, Harley Davidson writer himself. He tweeted that if it holds, the Libertarian Party national candidate got 38,000 votes in Wisconsin. The margin, margin, which is so fucking funny. (laughs) The margin between... Joe Biden and Donald Trump in uh, Wisconsin is 21,000 votes. So thank you, He's, Libertarian Party. There, apparently, there are a bunch of people in Wisconsin who want to smoke weed in their girlfriend's race car bed. That, that is the thing that always drove me crazy around about like the narrative around 2016, too, is that without third parties like Gary Johnson for the Libertarian Party and Evan McMullen, like Hillary probably loses six more states. Mm-hmm. Like she loses Maine, she loses yeah. Minnesota, she loses Nevada. She probably Gary Johnson just... was a far more popular um, libertarian candidate than Joe Jorgensen has been, and um, and he, he covered the spread in a lot of states for Hillary Clinton. Well, I, uh, Joe Jorgensen is doing it right now in Nevada as well. Yeah. Ten thousand votes in Nevada um, for Joe Jorgensen. Oh man, um, yeah. So and and the. The, the margin right now for Nevada is uh, it's only 8,000 votes, according to AP right now. So, um, but bro, yeah, it's uh, that's I mean, you know, it's it's really weird to think about like that um, animosity everyone has had toward Green Party voters when like <clears throat> the Libertarian Party has generally gets more votes and um yeah, and it does a lot more help for the Democrats than the Green Party does for the Republicans. So you guys remember yeah. last week when we were predicting like 380 electoral votes for Joe Biden? That's that's what it looked like at the, at the time. But um, and yeah, so we we should <laughs> Fuck you Nate Silver. Yeah. God damn it again again. So yeah, that's um. I think we're going to get into that a bit more in a bit, but, um, or, or now, honestly, so the uh, Joe Biden is likely going to be the next president. The big problem, however, is that, uh, the Democrats have lost, uh, more than 10 seats in the house. I believe they still have a majority in the house, but yeah, it looks like nine to 12. So, and, one of those um, right now, suppose like Ben McAdams, I think is still safe, um, but things were 
Things were trending toward Burgess Lake. Once again, another man saved by third parties because the U- United Utah Party and the Libertarian Party have probably taken about 3% of the vote away from Burgess Owens. Oh, my God. Um, we love we love him, folks. We really do. We love our third-party dipshits, don't we? Jesus. I need to see what that one's at right now. Um, I, I guess they've been pretty late. I think Sherry Swenson might have just given up on uh any more info for today they're not like any in any hurry to do that for ben mcadams so no um so yeah the house some pretty bad losses in the house including um in blue states like uh in new york in particular max rose is one who ran as a law and order democrat in long island got 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 yeah, um, Max Rose, a guy who ran as pretty much I was a troop and it's okay that we extrajudicially murder people, somehow lost. Yeah, I think the Democrats have lost every single election that was deemed a toss-up at this point. All the ones that have been called so far, all of those House seats, um, Democrats have lost, which is really bad. Um, yeah, ben, McAd- ben McAdams might be the only survivor of that. He honestly might be because those toss ups I have all gone Republican. Um, and that's really Ben at it again. <laughs> I know, uh, I know Donna Shalali in uh, Florida went down. Uh, she was most famous for being the former University of Miami president oh, who was uh, photographed cool. accepting a check from Ponzi schemer and just staring at it like, uh, like it was fucking lunch or something, like she was about to eat it up. Big old piece <sighs> of chocolate cake. Yeah. Um boy, that's tough. Also, who's the DCC chair? Um DCCC chair. Oh, that might be Shillelagh. No, that's uh Sherry Bustos, isn't it? Oh, or, yeah, yeah, or Marsha Fudge. Actually, it might not be her. I just love saying her name. <laughs> um I can't remember. Donna Shillelagh. Um Yeah, dude. Oh, Sherry Bustos. Uh, yeah. So, did she lose hers as well? Um I am trying to find that right now. Hold on. Oh my God. I, I mean, this, that, this really is a disaster for Democrats to give up this many seats, um, in the house, but, um, especially like these seats that they thought they had locked up. Um, and especially with how many people they were expecting to come out and vote against Joe Biden, or excuse me, (laughs) Donald Trump, as they saw in 2018. But, um, they thought they were going to be king shit at the end of this. Like they thought they were going to take the I, Senate. They thought I thought they were going to take the Senate too. But so blue wave so baby. That's they um, thought they were going to beat Susan Collins, and they like had it all ringed out. Like got they absolutely had, like, smoked in Maine, unfortunately. So how uh, do you lose to an eighty-seven-year-old who com- who spent the entire year just shitting all over herself? Yeah, oh my God! It's, how it's really how tough. so because uh, they're the Democratic Party, Greg. Yeah. Washington so, general ass party. <laughs> so yeah. So um Democrats were expected to take the the Senate as well, and that does not appear to be the case. Best case scenario from here, um, it could potentially be 50-50 in the Senate. Um, best case scenario, I think if uh what is it, especially if Ossoff ends up beating Purdue, which is starting it, to look more and more likely. I think Ossoff would be fifty one. I, that would be 51. I think best case scenario. It's the the runoff in 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 out. Excuse me, in uh, Georgia, and then um, yeah, the it has, in Purdue. 
it has been kind of fun watching that on Twitter and seeing Purdue's lead go from like 50.8 to 50.7 to 50.6 to 15.5. Like it just keeps going by, by percentage points, just ticking down. Yeah. Not that I really give a shit about John Ossoff. Yeah. He's the worst politician of all time, but somehow he might pull this off. That's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of dog shit. So I'll just go through these super quick. Um, in North Carolina, Tom Tillis is it, Tom Tillis is leading, which is bad. Alabama, Tommy Tuberville ended up um, winning that one, which wasn't a huge surprise. Mark Kelly in Arizona, Democrat, did win. Colorado, the um, frack juice drinker himself, John Hickenlooper, Evil Energy, Dracula Man, did beat Corey Gardner, I believe. Um, the did. Georgia, oh my God, I. So no one won the 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 Georgia um, runoff. Warnock did not get enough to avoid the. Uh, oh my God, he's gonna. Democrats are gonna lose this one. So it was a runoff election with a bunch of different um, candidates, including multiple Republicans, a few Democrats as well. Um, Warnock needed somebody needed to get above fifty to win it. Warnock got 32%. So that's bad. And it's going to be runoff. And he's very unlikely to win that because Loeffner, Loeffler and Doug Collins are splitting the vote. Yeah, it looks like both uh, Georgia Senate races are probably going to go to runoffs because if you get less yeah. than 50% in Georgia, you, they automatically go to a runoff. So yeah, that's um, awesome. A bad one. Just... Oh my God. Joni, um, Joni Ernst in Iowa beat Teresa Greenfield pretty badly, which is a bad one. Uh, Jamie Harrison, um, South Carolina, too. That yeah, was, so ooh. we should mention, so, uh, well, Lindsey Graham in South Carolina, which was a, a really bad one. People were hoping, wait, is it, I can't remember if you just said. Uh, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Harrison, Harrison ran against Lindsey Graham. Sorry. Yeah, okay, I was thinking of um, the one I was going to say next, which is, of course, uh, Amy McGrath did lose to Mitch McConnell. And I wanted to oh, quickly mention. Ass whipped. So Amy just McGrath. fucking powerbombed through a lunch table. Yeah, so the. Uh, Amy McGrath and Jamie, this is from Jake Sherman on Twitter. Amy McGrath and Jamie Harrison raised a combined $199 million, 460, or $199,486 and lost to Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham by a combined 35 points. Just threw the afterburners on a gigantic stack of cash. So I'll remind that is, you that is being jokerified <laughs> to the nth degree. No, that's you know, literally just, the scene from just Dark lighting Night. a giant stack of cash on fire. It's about yeah. sending a message. So Amy McGrath has been running as a as like a basically a pro-Trump Democrat who's like Mitch McConnell doesn't do enough Trump stuff to be good. And she's just racking in the cash. So thanks, you, pod boys. As yeah, as a reminder, Amy McGrath won a primary against a um, very young and up and coming challenger named Charles Booker. Charles Booker was a, I mean, he is he's still alive, but he he, he his candidacy or um, when he was running in the primary, running as a as a Bernie endorsed progressive um, in Kentucky and was doing really well. The problem is that he had a late surge that was after a bunch of the mail-in votes had been turned in that skewed conservative at that time, I believe. Um, and he ended up losing to Amy McGrath. So this was just a gigantic waste of money because Amy McGrath's entire campaign was to attempt to flip a, a bunch of Republicans for a single cycle. 
if I would much, I'd feel much better about this loss if millions of dollars had been poured into Charles Booker's campaign against uh, Mitch McConnell and he lost, but there was some type of on the ground grassroots organization uh, and, you know, an actual um, base to be expanded on in the future. But we don't have that now. We have Amy McGrath's just fucking busted F-35 that got rained on and it's just laying there in the dirt. So, oh, what a fun thing. Just a huge just imagine, opportunity. Yeah, just imagine if you use that $88 million for like voter outreach in Southern Texas. Yeah, yeah. Or like how many house seats could that have? Like, or like South Florida. Seats? Or South Florida. Or to do like any sort of outreach to the Latino community, like throughout the entire nation. <laughs> yeah. Other than yeah. like getting on stage and playing fucking Despacito. Yeah. <laughs> so okay so um as it stands obviously so so trump as i mentioned went on stage last night with his friends and family that were all just you know hubbub and we did it we did it again folks saying that they won and they they're basically and immediately he from from you know on tv was like uh yeah we don't want them to count anymore we're going to the supreme court it's going to be great which he just, of course, there's no subtext. There's all just, he says exactly what he's going to do, exactly what the game plan is. He's been saying this for months. Um, and that was the whole point of getting uh, Amy Comey Bryant on the Supreme Court as quickly as they did. It was to try to set this whole thing up. Pretty there classic are, Kobe not being able to come through in the clutch. Yes, but there are a few problems here. So there obviously, there's been some legal opinions written by Brett Kavanaugh in particular. Um Referring to the Bush 2000, the Bush versus Gore of 2000, the case in which the Republicans straight up stole the election from from uh, from Al Gore and um, Al Gore uh, was a little bitch about it, meaning that he didn't even fight at all and just gave up and pretended like it was all a normal thing because Al Gore went out like Stan Shira. He really did. Um, And. So they obviously this is the comparison there. There were the same. There was the there was the hanging Chad there. were But like what we're seeing now and similar to then was the Brooks Brothers riots organized by Roger Stone back in 2000, where there was a bunch of white dudes in, you know, business casual attire demanding that they stop counting the ballots in Florida and basically, you know, having an actual riot um, trying to get them to stop counting the ballots. It was you know, amazing like this-, this time around, though, too, because you saw like a. I'm sure you guys saw the tweet of like the U of University of Michigan, like young Republicans going down to Wayne County to like protest at, at the Detroit's like Detroit's yeah. like voting camp. And they just look like the shittiest like breakfast club cosplay ever. Yeah. So, I mean, at least we got to find out what the kid from boy meets world is up to today. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> one thing that's incredibly different right now than from when in in uh in the year 2000 is that it really was in 2000 coming down to just you know just like one state and um they really could focus their attention these court battles on one state situation the problem is now with how fluid the situation has been because of how many mail-in ballots there were there are people you know 
they, they were planning on calling this a fraudulent election months ago. It was, no, I mean, Trump still calls 2016 fraudulent. He says he won the popular vote. So we were never going to get to this election or through this election without them, uh, the Republicans, just bawling their fucking eyes out about how this is fraud or whatever. There was this big scam that they were all like tweeting about that was completely fake about how a bunch of ballots in Arizona were being thrown out because a bunch of people were tricked into using Sharpie on their ballot and you can't use Sharpies on your ballot, which is bullshit. You can. And those ballots were counted. So it's just like little shit like that. And they just re they um, recycle and just use all the same shit. But this has been a Republican project forever. And in 2016, when California took two weeks to count their their ballots and they were still the toll, the, the tally was still going up. Oh, in those two weeks, Paul Ryan cast doubt on well, you know, where are these ballots coming from? And we're seeing this now from people like Josh Hawley. Um, I've seen uh, Marco Rubio is also doing this shit. There's just a bunch of like the normal cast of clowns that is trying to cast it out on the fact that they're trying to count these fucking ballots that have been mailed in with um, some of the highest turnout we've ever seen. Joe Biden has currently the most votes any presidential uh, candidate has ever gotten. I think he's already at 72 million or something like that. I thought it was 69 million, which would have been fucking rad. Yeah, he's nice. at, um, I think Trump's at 69 million right now, I believe. It's not rad anymore. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Not so nice. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's really fucking weird, but but the thing is, um, is that there are so many. Sorry, he's at sixty eight million. It's still nice. Joe's at seventy two million uh, nationwide. So he's Super nice. Three point five million ahead in, in the popular vote, but there are so many different states that are that are. Well, there's there's three key states that are, that are taking a long time to count, and that's Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, and. They are, and and now in Arizona, these protests are happening. They were going to protest no matter what, no matter what was happening. They were even protesting in um, some states where, uh, you know, Joe Biden is winning, and they're saying they're 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 doing this now. Stop counting the ballots. Stop counting the ballots. If they stop counting the ballots, then Joe Biden wins because he's ahead in all of these states that they um, apparently want to stop counting the ballots in. So they're trying to focus. They have the, this mixed message of we want ballots to be counted if if Joe Biden is lo- or if he's winning, but if he's losing, then we want them to stop counting the ballots. But it, the situation is so fluid; it's it's very it's completely nonsensical, and I have no fucking idea. This doesn't seem like it's going to work. <laughs> is what I'm getting to. <laughs> no, it's unlike like the 2000 campaign for like for Bush. This one doesn't seem coordinated at all. It just feels like it's very sort of schizophrenic, just trying to like muster up as much resources as possible and just throw it at it. Yeah. And and we kind of saw this. Um, we kind of saw this on the tea leaves leading up to this because there was um, there there was curbside voting in in Texas and yeah, Harris County, which is where Houston is. Uh, or is it is that where Austin is? Fuck, I can't. No, remember. it's a it's Houston. It, okay, it was yeah they were trying to to uh throw out 120,000 ballots mm-hmm. yeah that, that they knew were heavily democratic and they got it to this specific court and with this specific judge who's like a far right like psycho judge and he denied the case so i don't know if they're like what 
what it really comes down to is what more do the, the Republicans want at this point? Like they got the judges. They had four years of Trump where they accomplished all that they really wanted to. They still have the Senate now. They've made some gains in the House and they can basically shut Joe Biden down for four years and um, run Trump again in 2024 if he's still fucking alive. Do you guys think that's going to happen? Because I kind of think that's going to happen now. I think there's a chance, but we also have to realize what Trump's going to look like in 2024 because he's going to go through like a good two years of just like straight depression. Like he's going to go through his uh, I finally listened to the Smiths phase of his life. (laughs) And that man. I know it's over. (laughs) But that man is going to look like a sack of wet laundry piled into a shitty suit in 2024. I, yeah, that's just he's that's just going to look true. like like a melted block of like provolone cheese. Yeah, that dumb truck ass is just going to empty. It's <laughs> such a big ass. He's going to get a Hank Hill ass. <laughs> yeah, um, I I really don't know because I mean, God, like it's one of the I mean, Don Jr. wants to inherit his father's kingdom of uh, of political support. Don Jr. has he doesn't like have the, it, dude. He has like the personality and the charisma of a thumb. He is he tried to get a hug from like did you see that that clip of him um, yes. like saying or he's like like let's make liberals cry again and then he like turns to his dad for a hug and he just gets fucking shut down instantly dude it is so sad don jr is essentially if george w bush got kicked in the head by a mule oh my god which is saying something yeah i just think it's really funny that like fucking donald trump will hug lil pump before he hugs his own child don don jr man (laughs) Just ew, he he, there's, there's nothing to say that you almost feel bad for him at a certain point, except, except for he's just the biggest shithead on the planet. He's, he's going to really go is. to Africa and fucking kill another yak. So fuck him. He's going to go I, hunt I, humans in like some reserve that only like rich people know about. Yeah. Oh my God. Patrick it's, Bateman Island. It's, it's tough. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I think we want to, I mean, now that we can, uh, now that Joe Biden's likely going to be the nominee, are we allowed to push him left? <laughs> are we allowed to do that now? <laughs> no, because he has to work with Mitch McConnell. Sorry, now. so he's got to he's got to bridge right. the gap a little oh bit. Oh my god, I'm gonna gonna become the voter because if it's fifty um, fifty, it's gonna rest on Joe Manchin and Mitch McConnell for and everything. Mitt Romney, dude, there's gonna be a lot of Mitt Romney. Oh. I'm not ready for that. Now I'm I'm fully my body is fully ready for Supreme Court Justice Mitt Romney. It's gonna happen. We're gonna will it. Oh, so. it's gonna be Mike Lee before. No, the, it'll be the compromise pick. They'll make Mitt Romney and Mike Lee the next justices of the yes, Supreme Court. Exactly. Oh my god! Oh my god! Did you? Yeah. No. I just I'm really no, stoked for no. for the Bush Junior 2.0. It's gonna fucking. Oh, rule. it's gonna be great. But can we just talk about how badly the Democratic Party fucked this whole thing up? Yes, please. It's just, so just bad. Think about this. They're, they're going to scrape just, by from anywhere with like 270 to 290 electoral votes against the man who has never been above 50% approval rating for his entire term as president. He allowed yep. 230,000 people to die through neglect. He yep. allowed the entire country to go through the pandemic with only $1,200 worth of Fuck. relief. For 
eight months. Like the UK just like solidified that they're going to provide 80% of people's uh, salaries through next year. Fucking but, Boris Johnson. Yeah, Boris Johnson, the Tories, the, the people who love austerity more than they love tea. It just, Motherfucker with a head who that looks like a lollipop that fell on a barbershop floor. Yeah. Bro, when I saw that, like what what they're doing um, in the UK, I just, God. I mean, for God's sakes, they are, uh, well, let's not forget what they've done to our our boy Jeremy Corbyn. But, uh, well, that was the Labor Party that did It wasn't even the Tories that did that. I, I'm saying like as a country what they've done to, uh, <laughs> to, to Jeremy yeah. Corbyn. But, the, the nicest um, man on the planet, and they, they just threw him out like trash. I know. Like, do you remember that clip of like that? There's like they're in some like weird studio audience, and that guy's like, "Jeremy Corbyn has been fighting against discrimination since before you were born," and he's like screaming at her. It's great. Um, but anyway, I mean, the, the the Tories defend the NHS over there, even I mean, in in name only, yeah. really, because they want to gut it. But like at this, like they know they have to actually pay the lip service to defend a socialized healthcare over there. But that's what again, makes the Republican Party the most extreme, like conservative party, uh, like mainstream conservative party in like the on world. Earth. <laughs> yeah, know, it's because fucking... yeah, you'll in like Europe, you'll have blood and soil fascist parties everywhere, but they'll come out for socialized healthcare. Like you'll even have yeah. like Victor Orban, like yeah, we want socialized healthcare. We don't want Jews or gypsies inside of our country, but we'll allow healthcare. Well, that's what's so fucking crazy about this is like I, I, I mean that's like it, straight think, up Borat policy. I know, yeah. like I, I think Trump. Well, okay, so in, in the lead up to the election, Trump was like, "I want more. I want more money than what Nancy is asking for. Like, I just want to. I want a stimulus. I want a COVID stimulus thing. I want it done. I want it out there. Whatever Donald Trump says, his base will say is a good idea. So, like, if he." If he says, like, I love America and I want us to have, he always says he wants us to have the best health care. If he just was like, no, yeah, we're doing single payer with like America national care or whatever, people would fucking love it. Like his base would, would love that because a ton of them, a ton of people in this country already rely on things like that. A ton, we know, like, they aren't even comfortable really talking about a, repealing Obamacare anymore. They, like, Trump talks about getting rid of the individual mandate. But he even he is like backed off of like repealing Obamacare when they when they talk about that, because they know that means ending pre-existing conditions. They know that means a lot of bad things. They say Trump basically says, I've done I've already got rid of the bad Obamacare. And that was the individual individual mandate. So we're good. We're done now. So, <sighs> yeah, it's it's incredible. If, if someone could just get like a nationalized health system onto Trump's desk, he'd uh, just call it Trump care. He'd sign it to be like, this is the greatest thing so ever. We've got hospitals everywhere. Doctors are doing everything. There's no I such mean, thing as 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 paying for healthcare. We did it. Maybe when he's yeah yeah seriously, there's no such thing as paying for healthcare. Let's just like do that, and people no. would be like, yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Like uh, his base. Yeah, which... This this is what happens when you have a man who has more ego than ideology. Oh, I know. Like, well, imagine it. It just seems like reverse psychology every every time with uh, with Donald Trump because his entire ideology is simply owning the libs. And if you said something like. Oh, if you pass Medicare for all, we would all be so cucked. I know. Like it would happen in a second. <laughs> it makes me think of like when they're like, you know, when people are going after Tucker Carlson or whatever, and they're like, oh, uh, Tucker, like you want to get rid of Tucker Carlson? Then we're going to go after Bill Maher. And I'm like, <laughs> please. No, oh, no. But it's not Bill. It's quite literally the exact same I tactic like I use a, with your to, <laughs> to get my three year old to clean his room. Oh, I don't think you can pick up your toys. I don't think you're capable of it. You can't. You can't put your blankie on your bed. 
Oh, it's it's great. But um, yeah, so one thing that the, the the Democrats have, you know, and the leadership especially has failed to do. And again, I, I honestly, Joe Biden is who Joe Biden is. And so I honestly don't know. I'm not I'm not sure what type of blame to put on Joe Biden himself as a person um, or just really the party as a whole, the leadership, Tom Perez, the DNC, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer everyone who is responsible for the results that we saw yesterday they they didn't learn any lessons from 2016 they thought trump was just this aberration that was a one-time thing and all we had to do was just do the same policy again they yes and we get through and and they did with the presidency this time simply because of how bad things are but like even then they did a very poor job at connecting actual material conditions on the ground to Donald Trump himself and the Republican Party themselves. So part of the problem of that, the Lincoln Project strategy of when or you're having John Kasich speak at the DNC is that you're basically saying, hey, there's nothing wrong with Republicanism. It's Trump himself. That's the problem that fucks you for down ballot races, as we've seen, because like no one is associating these down ballot Republicans. And I say no, and I'm exaggerating, but like a large chunk of people might be are, are voting for Joe Biden, but then might are voting for Republicans down ballot because that's like what they've signaled to be is okay from the Democratic Party. When Joe Biden has John Kasich out there, he's saying, no, Trump is the problem. Republican is good. I'm John Kasich. Being a Republican is good. Trump made it bad. So if we get a that <laughs> guy, then it's good again for us. And you and know, that the fuck funny... did the down ballot races. Oh, yeah. And you know what the funny thing is, too? It didn't even help in the in the race with Biden either, because no. you look at the exit polls that they conducted. Ninety three percent of Republicans <clears throat> voted for Donald Trump this time. You know, may voted for him in 2016. Ninety percent more Republicans voted for for yeah. Donald Trump this time than they did in 2016. I just really would love to tip my cat to the Lincoln Project. I think they did a fucking awesome job of raising millions of dollars so they could put billboards up. Um, in Times Square, fun of Donald Trump oh in fucking Midtown Manhattan. Yeah, as Maybe. they like follow it through like their own advertising companies and things like that. Exactly, it, it's such a Lyle Landley building a monorail and then skipping town sort of move that yeah. I kind of respect a little bit because they just knew just how idiotic liberals are. Yeah. Oh, but let's also talk about the fact that they complete Democratic Party completely fucked up, like. Hispanic and Latino outreach in this in this election. Uh, yeah. Thanks to some stats from the Gravel Institute, Zapata County, Texas is Zapata County, Texas is the second most Hispanic county in the country. Uh, in 2012, Obama won it by 43. In 2016, Hillary won it by 33. This year, Biden lost it by five. Oh, mm. gonna take more than a Justin Bieber remix. So, Sorry. And Apparently, this strategy is is because they were so scared of offending um, Cuban Latinos in in uh, Florida. In Florida, like they got they got Anna Navarro, who's literally a Contra. She she uh, she fundraised for the Contras her freshman year in college. Yeah, it's quite journey. literally the funniest thing apart about this election. I. It really, really is. It's, I, mean, I it's know incredible. it's incredible. It's a really dark humor, but to get a, like a legit fascist, a legit uh, Contra supporter to do your Latino outreach is just, it's so, 
incredibly yeah. Democrat think tank <clears throat> bullshit that it's just it's just such a chef's kiss. They yeah, they were not only were they just uh, the normal Democrats scared of being called socialists, they literally got a contra to to do latino outreach yeah. as if a contra as, who's also like married to like one of the biggest like republican lobbyists in the country oh she yeah she's a she was a republican right she uh, up until trump she was in she's she's a never trumper yeah. right yeah she's, she's never one trumper. of the ogs yeah so she was an og like never trump republican um doing latino outreach for the democratic and, party which is great and you could have crafted a message so easily for this election because Guess what COVID is disproportionately affecting? It's affecting Hispanic and Latino people yep. far more than it is most people inside the country. Yep. You could have crafted the message around healthcare, around job stability, around <clears throat> protection for, for them in workplaces, but you didn't. The only thing you ran on was uh, we're anti-communist. Uh, we're anti-socialist. Don't worry about Castro. We're, we're, we're anti-socialist. Which is fine, great, whatever. But if you're running on being an anti-socialist against the Republican Party, yeah, guess who oh. the people who are really concerned about being anti-socialist are going to vote for? Dude, you're literally just trying to be the second best capitalist party. You're trying to be the second yeah. best anti-socialist party. Yeah. Like that's not like you're going to be second best in all of those situations. You know what's fucking crazy is is in like, uh, Miami Dade. Oh, sorry, Greg. Continue. I was just gonna say, there's a reason that Coca-Cola outsells Diet Coke every every yes. single year. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and so in in Miami Dade, the the county, they elected a mayor who is very anti ICE. And there's like a lot of talk about how one of the big the best ways to actually dismantle a lot of ICE's power is through mayors who refuse to work with them. And Miami Dade elected an anti ICE mayor, but then Trump fucking destroyed miami-dade county yeah like like usually like miami-dade goes for like 30 points for the democrats and it went for like five this time which is yeah that's a disaster because miami-dade is your stronghold inside the state and also florida passed like a 15 dollar minimum wage like a uh, amendment too like yeah. they which passed. is something that theoretically joe biden has in, in his platform that he has never once mentioned out loud i don't think no he hasn't because he doesn't want to talk about it he doesn't he doesn't believe it like the platform might be the most progressive in democratic history but it means jack shit if your candidate doesn't talk about it he he there are people that are voting for a 15 dollar minimum wage a ton of people in florida who voted for that and then voted for donald trump and like, you see this in every red state too like missouri yes. did the same thing too when claire mccaskill got her ass kicked like they yeah. voted her out but also like ex voted for like a for like a minimum wage expansion too yeah and I mean, we saw it we saw it even here here a few years ago with with the medical marijuana yeah. and like i know that i mean things obviously didn't uh, turn out the way that we wanted them to but nonetheless like it's just more more and more proof that progressive policies are popular they're yeah, popular but, and you shouldn't be scared to run on them like if joe yeah. biden would have just ran on like legalizing marijuana <laughs> like if there's would have been a it would have been 350 electoral votes if there's one thing that i can i can glean off of this election it's just how much better republicans are they are they are exponentially better at messaging than Democrats. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even if that messaging is is complete 
disinformation is outright lies. And like Democrats have no counter to Republican stranglehold on Facebook and other social media, YouTube yeah. and, and Fox News and like Republicans are really, really good at getting their message out and letting their their base know exactly where they stand. Democrats yes. are awful about that, and they're ashamed. You know what Trump is especially good at? So, like with um, <clears throat> with uh, with his little individual groups, he he kind of has these certain things that, like a one or one or two things, he'll say to like this target demographic as a, as a, as 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 a talking point as to why he's good for them for like. Like when it when it comes to to black folks in this country, he always mentions what he calls criminal justice reform. He always says he's done so much cr- criminal justice reform, which means he like commuted the sentences of like thirty people. He also talks about um, like unemployment, right? So he has these little things, or like when he talks about the coronavirus, he says, "I shut down travel to China." Like it doesn't matter what else I did. So like you see that talking point disseminated down. And if you get in any any argument with some chud on Twitter, they always bring up, "We shut down tr- travel from China." What else was he supposed to do? Like this, the way they have these talking points, just for like that they send their people out to have it works really well. And even though it's complete bullshit and you can point to all these different things, but, but it also made me think of, um, I was listening to that undercover QAnon anonymous episode where they go to QCon in Arizona. And there's that like that black and there's a black dude and a white dude. They have this like traveling duo where they go around the country to talk about why Donald Trump isn't racist. And they literally give out talking points of how Donald Trump isn't racist and they, yeah. they're like, write these down. So whenever you're talking with your family or your friends and they and you hear Donald Trump is racist, tell them this. And so they got these like little bullet points. They don't talk about actual impact of anything that happens, but it's like even things like Donald Trump um, loaned out 200 grand to some black dudes in the 80s and then just like forgave the loan or something, It's like, <laughs> which I don't even know if that's probably not true. But like there's just like little shit like that where they have these little talking points and those messaging it like just. The, those little quick little bits that are just so they stick in people's brains and they just work forever. But like um, a good example of like of this insane dynamic of like not connecting the conditions on the ground to to, to Donald Trump and his handling of the coronavirus in particular is that um, counties in this country that were hit hardest by coronavirus had the highest rate of um, votes for Trump. Like Trump did better in the counties that were hit harder by by coronavirus than anywhere else. It's like it's it's really exceptional. And so I I've seen a lot of talk like there's you know, you get you get a lot of like the shit lib tweets on Twitter, like, um, you know, uh, jokes about blowing up Florida from The Daily Show. Like they tweeted out a video of the Death Star blowing up Florida it makes me think of that Charlotte Clymer tweet where she talked about, or she did the sips tea when they were talking about COVID hitting Georgia, or we see this often where like pretending like parts of the country don't exist. Like, Oh, I'm in a blue state. So I'm in a good state. Oh, well, you know, like, in the red like Robert, like Robert Gerke, uh, I making, making the joke about how Trump has a, uh, has Utah locked up like, like uh, a Mexican kid in a cage. God, he yeah. was he was trying to point out how serious of a problem it is as making it a punchline. 
kind of like how he puts emojis next to the number of people in Utah who die every day. But just whatever. the straight up, like the most Bill Maher ass <clears throat> yeah. joke I mean, of Keith, all time. Keith Olbermann calling Donald Trump Kunta Kinte because he was crying. Exactly. It's just fucking hell. Yeah, but like Keith, just call him a cunt. Like you can do that. You can say that. You're a grown man. You can say the C word on air uh, on your YouTube channel, guy. You're not on Sports um, Center right now. You can do that. So, I mean, obviously, there are a lot of racist people in this country. And there are a lot of liberals who are already trying to make this like, um, you know, there's nothing that can be done because there's so many people in this country who are just so racist. Every single person who voted for Trump is racist. That's the only explanation. No one would ever vote for Trump and not Biden unless they were they were racist. They're trying to make it, um, you know, about that. And I'm not. Of course, there are a ton of racist people in this country. This country was founded on slavery. There are all these there are all these systems in place that that uphold like this incredibly brutal and barbaric system that disproportionately um kills black and brown people at a far higher rate than it does uh to white people in particular but um you know i i I was i saw a tweet from from uh my friend vic viana and he said you know he was responding to one of these tweets but he said okay so let's say racism is baked into the cake and all these people talking about racism as being like, that's the only explanation why Joe Biden could barely squeak this out or the down ballot races. It was all racism. Say so that's baked into the cake. Then what's the game plan? Like, do, are we, are we, are we just going to kill the racist people or like, what's, what exactly do we do from here? And why, I mean, it, this, again, all of this talk about, you know, the only answer is racism is really only serves to drive the conversation away from material policy that could have been, um, you know, well, there's Kyle. certainly no other explanation how the blue wall in the Midwest, how, how Michigan is a swing state now. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no, no explanation, explanation other than racism. Yeah, there's no explanation in the exit poll for why union voters in Michigan went for Trump by 14 points. It's like, oh, it must be racism and not the fact that Democrat, the Democratic Party has just completely abandoned like organized labor in this country. It's it's not the fact that like the Democrats have just completely abandoned like culture over flyover country and pretty much just rely on like the coast to pretty much make their point. Like, yeah. Like, so what is the what is the strategy, really? Because, um, you know, and so Vic went on to say, you know, what makes these voices less loud is addressing people's material needs. And he, he shared a link from. Um, you know, Obama's work with the with the auto bailout during his which is a good thing that Obama did. Um, but also thinking about how Obama won. Obama was a black man who had a record turnout at the time. He won a shit ton of white people's votes. So what happened? What happened to all the vote pe- all the white people who voted for Obama in 2008? What happened between then and 2012 and 2016? Well, uh, Get Out wasn't released during the Obama presidency. <laughs> right. Yeah, White Fragility had not been published yet, so... There was just no way of knowing. It wasn't the fact that people thought that Obama would be a transformative like figure in politics and try and be like the new FDR and try and actually pass new sort of like social programs that would assist everybody. Exactly. No, no it was it was racism. That's that's why they got cleaned out in 2010. Yeah, and and I I was listening to an episode of. Um, it's I'm trying to remember what the full podcast is. Oh, it's a time of monsters. It's um, he goes by Adam podcast, but 
um Posada's trap god on twitter um he's a really cool guy but he's a black dude from atlanta i think he lives in in brooklyn now his name's aaron um he had a really good episode with matt chrisman talking about uh the civil war and reconstruction and talking about why we why reconstruction failed and, and all of that but they talked a lot about racism in general and how racism has been diluted down to the idea of it, of it being like a very personal interheld belief instead of being intertwined with a capitalist system and class in this country and well worldwide really but how like you know race and class have always been so intertwined like especially like even thinking about like when you know uh during great stretches of immigration how irish people and german people and italian people were thought of as people of color or they they were they were like they weren't white really and like that was just the way of you know establishing that class system but like um the the delusion um i i guess not delusion but the, the diluting racism down to being like this intrapersonal like thing that can be you know, you can have a seminar and make people unracist or something, or you can, you know, have a job training or something and they can magically become unracist or sensitivity training or something like is completely devoid of any type of actual analysis on the, um, you know, the disparate impact that like at the actual race and class system in this country actually has. So when we talk about how many black people that didn't show up for, for Hillary Clinton in 2016 that, you know, voted for Obama in 2012 and in Wisconsin or in Michigan and Wisconsin in particular, like tens and hundreds of thousands of, of black people didn't show up. Um, was that a, 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 a function of intrapersonal racism? No, like there's like a lot of things that are going on here where to dilute this race or this race down to being about interpersonal racism and people voting for Donald Trump because they're racist is it's just complete. I think it's completely unhelpful and it doesn't leave us any like what's the next step. If everyone is racist, then what do we do? Like, do we re, are we trying to secede parts of this country or like what's the what's the game plan there? They they don't have one. They, they I honestly know. don't it's, have one. you can't you can't just yell at people that they're that they're racist until they vote for you. That doesn't work. And you could see these takes like over the last 24 hours too. like people who saw like Flint turn red for like five minutes. Like, huh, I guess you don't want clean water. He was like, what the oh, fuck are you talking about? Fucking God. Joe like, Biden picked he, he was campaigning with the man himself who was responsible for for diverting the water um, from I, I can't remember if it was Lake Erie or um, Lake Michigan. Um, into into the polluted river instead for Flint. Like he campaigned with that man, and and people still have the audacity to like blame black. He got endorsed by that man. Yeah, well, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's, Snyder should be in prison, but instead yeah, he's Snyder, just a Rick Snyder stage with Rick, with Joe Rick Biden. Snyder is is responsible for I don't know how many deaths, but like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of children with um lifelong debilitations uh mental Learning disabilities. disabilities yeah yeah what's a, what's a few cases of legionnaires disease between political friends anyway so uh, you know right up I, there with giving uh strom thurman's eulogy yeah honestly so uh, you know we there's plenty of time to talk about about this moving forward but like it doesn't appear that like there was a lot of learning involved from last time to this time. And we knew Joe Biden was going to run this campaign, but like we're seeing the limitations of this campaign because this is the best, this, this messaging, this is the best this can do. I think 
Like, I don't know what more that can happen. You're running an anti-Trump campaign. And I, we all accepted that this was the campaign. We knew that, 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 that Joe Biden was going to run this campaign and they were going to hide him as much as they could, that he wasn't going to say any more dumb shit on the breakfast club, that they were going to just keep him, you know, wire him up when they needed to for debates. And that was it. We all accepted that. We knew this was the game plan. I, it worked worse than it didn't work as well as I expected it to, but I shouldn't be surprised. Like the way the effect that this has had on down ballot races is going to make these next few years of Joe Biden and a very um, contentious Senate and house race, like in 2022 is going to be brutal. And and not just that too. I mean, think about how much like of a bloodbath, like state legislatures were this election too. And guess what? It's a redistricting election. So Guess who gets to control a lot of uh, a lot of districting zones for their states? Yeah, the Republican Party. Yeah, it's going to be more gerrymandered as we move forward. And okay, so one last negative thing I have to say, and then we can talk about some positive stuff. Um, so a bad, a really bad thing that happened is is Prop Twenty Two in California passed, which basically means <sighs> that um, you know companies like Uber don't have to treat their employees like like employees. And there's a lot of awful shit baked in here, like basically they need like a seven eighths majority in this, in the state to overturn this. And it's really going to be a model moving forward, how companies, um, the gigification of this country and how these companies are going to be essentially treating every single person who works for them as independent contractors, never providing any sort of benefits um, and never allowing for any labor action. So indentured servitude is back, baby. This is, you know, something uh, there's a boy, there's a lot of of bad stuff to say about the Obama administration, but in particular, that administration and their ties to Silicon Valley have been very (sighs) concerning. And I've talked about Jay Carney before, but um, Anthony Fox, someone I had forgotten about, he was the Obama transportation secretary. He now works for Lyft. He says they're thinking about how Prop 22, the model can be replicated and scaled, which fuck those words, hate that, in states across the U.S. But Fox also says they'd like to work with labor, lock arms, and figure this out. So, um, and and Matt Pierce said, at the hand of Democrats like these, unions just suffered one of the biggest defeats in my my time in California. The the Democratic Party is lost a lot of union support over the years because, I mean, they were, they have never really been a workers' party, but um, they used to be a union party. Didn't Trump get more union votes than Biden? Yeah, this year, I believe. Uh, yeah, in the Michigan, I think it was too. I think I said it too. It was like, yeah. according to exit yeah. polls, like Trump got 14 points more among organized labor. So, which is which is one of one of the things that is that terrifies me the most about this election is that not only did the Democrats lose a ton of demographics, but they've they've lost the middle class. They they've lost. Yeah. They've lost the working class of people and the more like we're, we're going to see this rise of like right wing working class conservative populism. They don't and have a base anymore. No outside their, 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 base, their base is coastal urban elites, but yeah. their base is Goldman Sachs and the shell corporation who is donating to Republicans twice as much as they're donating to yeah. Democrats. Yeah, they've completely whatever the whatever the base was and say like the halcyon days of like Kennedy in the 60s is completely gone. They they've gone from the party of like Roosevelt of the 
banks hate me and I welcome their hate to yeah. essentially they're our biggest donors and we have to work with them in order to ensure that workers are pretty much slaves. Yeah. yeah. And let's not, we should also just talking about like ties to Silicon Valley and Barack Obama. Let's also not forget like the number one reason Kamala Harris was VP and it had everything to do. It wasn't because she was qualified. It's not because people liked her. I mean, she didn't even make it to fucking super Tuesday It had everything to do with her ties to big tech money in the Bay area. And they needed that money to be able to fundraise and to be able to run this billion dollar campaign. That's it. Yeah, that's why Kamala was chosen. It <laughs> yeah. had everything to do with money and fundraising. Yeah. It's it's to get every sort of like big tech libertarian psycho who wants to appear like progressive to stockholders and to users of their products. That's that's pretty much it. They got the Ryan Smith demographic down pat. <laughs> that's that's the Democratic Party now. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's sports teams owners it who want to who want to appear woke. And yeah, and like tech company CEOs. Uh, yeah, so okay, so let's. I, I know we're going a bit long, but this is you know we're we're recapping the election, and it's, it's our Super uh, Bowl. It's our Super Bowl. We've been training our whole lives. So let, let's let's talk about some positive stuff. Jordan, do you have some positive stuff for me? Tell me, um, tell me about some positives. Yes, as a matter of fact, there is a few positives that happened this last election. Uh, a few of them I have is DSA won 85% of the nationally endorsed races, including Cori Bush, the first black yes. congresswoman from Missouri. Yeah, she's very good. That's huge. She will be yes. the McCluskey's congresswoman. Yeah, I know. That's so good. So uh, Cori Bush, uh, um, Cor- let's see, who, who else won um, House seats? Uh, the squad all won. They yeah, crushed Cor- it. Well, they they obviously did. Um Jamal Bowman and Mondaire Jones both won as well, obviously. In New I think York. They, yeah, they were they won their primaries. Yeah. Really, they just need to get over the primaries, and that was it. Um, and uh at a more local level, but really important in the way that Los Angeles is set up, Nithya Raman won her race. And to give you an idea of how important like that type of role she has there, which is I think it's just a it's a councilwoman position, but like the way that their uh, mayoral ship is set up in LA is like she has like a ton of power there. And um, she was endorsed by Bernie Sanders and the male candidate she was yeah, up against. Ryu was uh, endorsed by Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton. Yes, sir. So Hillary uh, Clinton gave the kiss of death once again. Yes, queen. So oh, yes. And Nithya Raman is incredible. She's really great. Like, I mean, it it's fucking mask off when they really, when they just, when they endorse people like an incredibly like talented charismatic um i i'm not sure if she's like if i think she's indian i'm not sure but she's just like like everything that they that they claim that you should vote for a a woman of color and they like hillary clinton and nancy pelosi endorse her um who she's up against like it's insane so she won which is great the kiss of death from hillary strikes again and nithi raman won um which is awesome. She was, she's a DSA endorsed candidate. And like, uh, who, who was the guy she's up to? David Ryu. Ra- yeah. David Ryu. Ryu. He was like, basically saying David street fighter. He was trying to use her DSA, the DSA endorsement of her as like a negative, And that clearly did not pan out well. 
Um, no, that, that shit don't crow. fly anymore, man. We, we did talk about some. Um, <laughs> we did talk about like fifteen dollar minimum wage winning. Um, Arizona legalized marijuana. Yeah, there was legalization. Well. So did New Jersey. A lot of places. Was uh, there really? Oregon legalized possession of all drugs. Uh, decriminalized, right? Yeah, or, decriminalized. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is incredibly like they're trying to follow the um, the Portuguese model, which has been incredibly effective. Um, I, I I have to I have to read something real quick from um, a friend who's uh, I actually I have two friends who are immigration attorneys, but um, Stephen Robbins, Yakima Avogado on on Twitter, he he always listens to this um, talk radio show, and he basically. Uh, he said the local talk radio was complaining about Oregon's drug decriminaliz- decriminalization. So I called and encouraged the host to look into what Portugal has done to which the host sarcastically responded. Oh, Portugal is such an important place. We should definitely listen to Portugal. And he said, I'm genuinely perplexed about what will you, what you do when you have 50% of a country that is anti-learning, just complete disinterest in learning, studying, reading, experimenting, et cetera. It's the Stephen Colbert character drawing knowledge and belief from their gut. That really is like an exceptional <laughs> thing to just like, oh, I don't care what, I don't care. <laughs> like, we've, we've seen that for the last nine months with COVID. I know. I know. It's that's the like, perfect manifestation of it. Like, yeah, 50% I, of the country is just I, complete anti-science, anti-learning. And that's how you end up yeah. with fucking Donald Trump as your president. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Like, there's a certain part of, like, our media apparatus that's like, I don't know what can be reconciled. I, I Again, I think the only way is, is to offer material change as much as possible. I don't know what else we can really do. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, good, good news in Oregon. Um, and again, very positive polling about a Medicare for all like system. Like Medicare for Medicare for all polling is really interesting because again, it's it's incredibly it can be dependent on how you ask it. Like the way it's framed in debates is never you know, no one's ever on the hook to defend the system we have now, of course, despite the brutality that it inflicts on people. But like, um, you know, people are very like if you say you will have no out of pocket costs, you know, deductible that you have to meet, you have no premiums, you have no copays when you go to the doctor. None if of you that. just if you simply just frame it as you go to the doctor, you go to the hospital and you leave without having to pull out your debit yes. or credit card. That's all it takes. And and there's potential for your taxes to go up a little bit, but it would be marginal compared to what you pay normally. And if you were to lose your job, you don't lose your health coverage. Exactly. Which is the most one of the it's I think is the most important part of that whole thing. Especially um, especially right now. Yes. And if you ask, I, I don't know how this was asked in particular, but it, I think it was a pretty simple question. A Fox News poll sp- specifically asked, you know, would you support like a, a government health care plan? like a specifically healthcare plan, not necessarily healthcare providers. And 74 or, uh, 72% of respondents said yes on a Fox News poll. On so. Fox fucking <laughs> news with like, who is it? Is yeah. it, it's Jesse Waters who was hosting like the most <laughs> punchable fascist ever, like the Ken doll of fascism. Dude, I've been, oh, oh man, I, I, I see like <clears throat> every day, I see some Fox and Friends stuff on the majority board. It's great. But, um, you is, know, I, I think it's it's interesting. Like, I mean, I we knew again what Biden was doing, and we knew the campaign he was going to run. We knew all of these things, and we knew that he wasn't going to take the stances on these things. But you know, 
I really would have loved to see what would happen with someone who would have taken stances on these things that we would have liked. I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Had Biden taken any of these stances, whether it's marijuana legalization or like actually bolstered his $15 minimum wage and actually made that a huge talking point or said, hey, we'll have Medicare for all. Hell, even just a public option yeah. and really, really talked about that. Biden would have won 400 electrical uh, electoral votes. He I, did I, talk about the public option, but the only problem with that is when he tries to explain it, he doesn't do sure. a very good job of it just because like he can only say so much because of a stutter. Yeah. But also at the same point too, like it it's very convoluted for anyone to understand too, because you, you have to discuss like, okay, the public option. Here's what it is. You know what Medicaid and Medicare are? Okay, so we're gonna offer that too, except for you pay for it. No, no, you don't pay to an insurance company. You you pay to the government instead. Is it, and when people try and explain that to him, it just they just glaze over. But yeah, right. and, and also he always tries to use it as like a he, he uses it in in the frame of competition, which is and it, it drives pro. It's when fuck off with the whole competition when it comes to healthcare thing. That's not this this it should not be market based healthcare. It's fucking no. disgusting, and I don't any of that mm -hmm. consumer talk when it comes to healthcare. And Medicare for all is so much simpler because you can like you can go to a doctor. Any doctor, yeah, your no, doctor, their doctor, that doctor over there doesn't well, matter dude, because there's no network. There's with no like that type of messaging that 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 Greg brought up when it comes to like the the Republicans have like these like little talking points that they just have and stick in your brain. Like when I was canvassing for Bernie, it was so easy to talk to people about policies because I didn't have to talk about how like wow you have a lot of student loan debt. Like that's that's great. Well, have you thought about you know? maybe like being black and moving to like an impoverished community and then um you know having a small business potentially and keeping it open for 10 to 15 years and then we can <laughs> forgive your student loans like no it's just like debt jubilee like that's it like it's so much easier and like we can do that like that's the thing that that can happen yeah, so, just thanos thanos snap boom it's gone yeah, boom and so you know and i god i it's a huge missed opportunity but yeah i mean we are seeing like like this type of technocratic neoliberalism is 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 dying quite honestly and we're in the last the the last grasps grasps of this Thank and especially God. like something yes. that's really bad that we're seeing though like i we're i it's it's dying but we're not at the tipping point yet unfortunately because we are on the cusp of a of an incredibly large recession things are going to get a lot worse this winter when it comes to coronavirus and the problem facing like Donald Trump in the Senate and the uh, Donald Trump in the Senate will be here till um, January and then the Senate will remain in Republican hands. Um, so there's not going to be anything until then. And then also the only type of things are that Joe Biden and the Senate of the Republican Senate are going to agree on is going to be me measures of austerity. And it's um, I'm yep. really nervous about that and it's going to be bad. So the coronavirus relief after January is just going to be in the form of like one time tax credits. I'm really fucking worried about that, honestly. And I don't. It's going to be like the most means tested McKinsey and company bullshit you could imagine. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the one thing that pisses literally everybody off, including the people it's supposed to help. And yeah. it's going to just end up just being a, just end up just making everyone upset to the point where they all just get voted out in two years. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But I mean, if there yeah. if there is some sort of another just trying to keep things positive, please um, alongside like the the death of the slow death of neoliberalism um, and 
uh, juxtaposed against just how popular progressive policies are and how they want all across the board is the, the the stage is set the table is set the door is is completely wide open right now for progressives to take an ex- aggressive stance in the party i mean it, hell i'm i'm all for it throw your hat in the ring take the party over like take schumer and pelosi and the rest of the establishment and just throw them down the stairs throw them down the drain so the job for progressives over the next two to four years is to somehow I don't know how it's done. I'm, I'm not a politician and I'm not very smart. Um, but you have to get the party to adopt these policies. You have to make people in the establishment look at this and be like, hey, if you want to win, if you don't want more <clears throat> nail biters, if you want to retain the Senate in 2022, you've got to adopt some of this. And if they can do that, the party has a future. If not, Democrats are fucking done for and we get president tucker carlson in 2024 yeah (laughs) that's really that's really what it is it's it's quite literal like do or die shit right now but they're the opportunity that window of opportunity has never been more wide open yeah it really hasn't been um and you know i one of the really good things that have like, okay, so we have a few really good members of Congress that we mentioned the, the squad as it were. And oh, speaking of which, did you guys see that video of, of Bernie and the squad talking? And uh, t- no, I don't think it did. Okay. I'm going to have you, I'm going to have you put the audio in here going, he basically just tells them that he loves them and they make him feel less alone, but I'm like, he's all right. Like, yeah, this is like, like, you know, family or something. Five it is family. <laughs> Rashida, I have said this before and I say it again. You know, somebody looking and say, hey, it's an old Jewish white guy. What does he have in common with these young people? Women of color. What, what? And the answer is, I have more in common with you than the overwhelming majority of my colleagues. Why is that? Because we come from the same place. We talk, we understand each other. We all come from similar, indifferent, but we all come from working class backgrounds. We know what it's like to struggle out there. So... You're right. You make me feel less alone. It's true. And I love each of you. I really do. You guys are extraordinary in each in your own way. And uh, just thank you so much for what you're doing. Anyway, (laughs) really beautiful. It really cut to me. It really got me. But anyway, so um, two things that were incredibly key in this election that happened. So Joe Biden's team, Joe Biden's campaign was very adamant on not having any ground game at all. Like, because of the pandemic, for one, but like maybe not at all because they didn't do that in the primary anyway. So um, there were some people who knew that was actually really important, even with the pandemic. And there are ways to go door to door safely, you know, like if people are wearing masks and being careful, like this is something that can be done. Um, and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, both of them had incredibly good ground campaigns. Um, you know, they weren't out there for Biden, but they were down, they were going, you know, for themselves, their campaigns, but also for other down ballot candidates and were encouraging people to vote, you know, a Democrat in Minnesota of Ilhan Omar's um, district and also Rashida Tlaib in Michigan. And if, and, and as it's looking like Joe Biden is winning both of those states, um, it cannot be ignored how like consequential those two groups of those two campaigns were in getting out the vote for Joe Biden, especially with the narrow margins that we're seeing. And I think that there's a really good chance, like um, Michael Moore was recently talking about how, you know, things were, things have been tough in Michigan. Like people, 
there were there was a lot of the same sentiments that were there, especially with Rick Snyder endorsing mm-hmm. endorsing Joe Biden. Like there's some really early on. I really thought that was the death knell. I was really worried yeah. about that, but like I thought, I thought Biden was done. R- Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar are two incredibly popular politicians that you wouldn't know it if you listen to Trump, who constantly talks about both of them. But um, you know, especially Ilhan he Omar. talks about them that way because he knows yeah. that they're popular. Yep. Everything with Trump is projection. Yep, everything, yep. and yep. and like because yeah. of Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Like both those states were they were the main cogs in like the in the Midwest blue blue wall. Essentially, they were able to expand their gains in those. Like Minnesota was five points instead of one this time, and yeah, Michigan was actually in the win column for Joe Biden, which is huge. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, so. You know, I uh, I'm really happy that we have people like Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, um, AOC. I don't, I honestly, I don't know much about Ayanna Presley. <laughs> I'm not stoked that she endorsed Warren over Bernie. But yeah, that was that was a rough one. I I don't know what went into that, but like, I'm really excited for Jamal Bowman, for Mondaire Jones, and for Corey Bush, who are all big Bernie heads. They're all DS. I think they're all DSA endorsed. I don't know about Mondaire actually, but Jamal and Corey Bush definitely were. Yeah, I mean, Corey Bush is a socialist nurse, dude. Like, that's come on. Like, a we need more nurse of these who won in like a very segregated city. Like, St. And, Louis is the most yeah. segregated city in the country. And Jamal Jamal Bowman is has been a um. Uh, public school principal and like teacher like yeah this is good shit we need more of this this yeah. is this is good this and is I what like we that need and that's kind of what i'm pushing for too especially if you're like a if you're in a state where your state party is so ineffective that you could go in there and probably like revolutionize things just by yourself yeah fucking exactly do it. Yeah. And so, and that's, and that's why I think that's why I'm so sad about the uh, Charles Booker race, because I feel like he could have built something there, even if he had lost, but, um, but no, we had to go with troop lady who uh, like just burned a pile of money. Yep. That's better. That's way better. So, um, you it's, it's, it's very tempting in like how things have gone to think about, you know, it counterfactually think about like how things would be right now if Bernie were the nominee and if like things had lined up to be, um, to be the way that we really were optimistic that they would be. And, uh, you know, um, not just for like, I want to see my guy win, but just because of the change that I fully believe that could have been brought. And, you know, I, the case against Bernie being the nominee was like, the only things were, you know, can he beat Trump, which everything indicated well, electability. And then the two other things were, would he harm down ballot races and would he, (laughs) and he would lose Florida because of, of Cubans in Florida. So um, we, the, the first one, obviously we can't really prove that at all at this point, but it couldn't have been worse than what we saw with the down ballot races and, and, and Florida, because both of those got fucking next. But um, you know, I, 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 there were obviously problems with, I think there were, there were some, he, he made some mistakes in his campaign and, um, one of them, I think he should have run more as being like, as fulfilling the original new deal. And I know there were problems with the new deal. I know FDR was racist. And I know there were huge issues there, but like, look at FDR's, uh, election and he was running on the new deal and the new deal wasn't 
these they weren't these bold, they weren't these um you know super well thought out plans or whatever like elizabeth warren's like you know bullet, like this is how we're going to do this and this and this and exactly how we're going to pay for this and blah 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 it was like these are these ideas and your big things that we want to accomplish and elect me and we're going to make these things happen and what yeah what fdr really did was he had the ability to exert change over a political system that was in shambles like his 100 day plans in the beginning to just shut down banks for a while and just let them kind of recoup like cash flow was huge the NLRB was huge by actually allowing like unionization, especially in places like Michigan, where they were still reeling from like a lot of like union violence against like workers in Ford factories and things like that. Yeah. It, it, it's also kind of wild that just like FDR basically did like, I don't know, 5% socialism and America loved him so much. They tried to make him king dude he did more than five percent like he's honestly the closest we'll ever get to like to like a socialist president like very democratic social i mean very social democratic yeah very social democratic at the same point too like the amount of resources he mustered for like the public works programs across the country for the tennessee valley authority for as much infrastructure as he built as much like conservation he did and as much uh, programs that save, well, the only problem is he saved capitalism. So that's kind of the that strike is, against him. Right. But also yeah. at the same point, he made sure millions of people didn't starve to death. So I in, guess in we a can time when, when the country needed that. And like, this is a time when the country needs something like that. And I am really nervous for what but the next year holds. Yeah, I think it fucking rules that America spent the last century completely rejecting the ideologies and the policies of the most popular president in history. Yeah. The most popular president in history. It's very good to me. Yeah. The most popular president in history whose programs gave us like the golden age of America that everyone likes to yearn back for. Like you don't have like the golden fifties. If you don't have, if you don't have all those programs allowed people to get jobs and have infrastructure to actually like build power plants and to actually have electricity go from coast to coast or also the same things you had for troops who were fighting world war two, like without the GI bill, without VA home loans to troops coming back, you don't have a middle class. Yeah. But we also have no politicians nowadays who have anywhere near the courage to actually engage in those programs. So, we just have to hope that capitalism just self-destructs again and somehow a, a semi-competent social Democrat gets in. Yeah. And that was, and that was always the hope with Bernie is that he would be that, that, that competent social Democrat, because that's really <laughs> what he was running on. He yeah. was running on social democratic policies. He wasn't running on socialism. He wasn't he was running, running on everything America used to have. Yeah. Yeah. And the, like the, the fulfillment of the new deal to expand it to everyone to live exactly. to a multi a multicultural capitalist democracy, quite honestly, because it's, I mean, he wasn't going to overthrow capitalism as much as, I would like to restructure and give every worker freedom in this country because that's what it is. Yep, he was running um, on FDR's realization of the second Bill of Rights. I, I wish he would have said that more. But like, okay, so say he had won the primary and he had he run like that in the general, I don't, I I mean, I, I it's, again, it's so hard to talk about counterfactuals. I don't know if he would have done like way better. It's hard to say, but like he, he having have- that time. He wouldn't have shit the bed in South Texas. And just being able to articulate some of these, like 
um god there's been this clip going around of uh him on like jimmy fallon like two months ago saying exactly what was going to happen with the election talking about how it's going to take you know a few days for certain like and trump's going to be doing this he's going to be saying this and he's going to declare victory and they're going to do this it's just like exactly thing and like listening to him being able to articulate like that type of thing I just yearn for that so bad because it sucks so bad that Joe Biden's brain is as bad as it is. Cause it's, it's bad. Bernie it's, Sanders it's really might bad. be the most intelligent politician of this generation. Yeah. By far. I, uh, well, I, okay. I not depends what his end goal is as a politician, because there've <laughs> yeah. been more that have been conniving. Like, uh, that is <laughs> true. As like, as like an intelligent sort of like man of his time, sort of like, thing like yeah i think yeah i think he's incredibly honorable and like i i i I think he's a good man and i try not to get enamored with politicians but like i yeah i don't when when someone is as good as they are and they are attacked over like the dumbest shit ever then like that's when i will like defend them as a person ernie was mean to me just like fucking nonsense i like i didn't wish me happy birthday that primary is such a goddamn joke dude like (sighs) fucking hell what a what a nightmare that no, was even though the whole thing was a nightmare from start even though to, i had hope then i was it was still so every goddamn day on like twitter was yeah, just like, a new thing every of, single like, day it was like i'm gonna just like i'm gonna end some, up fighting a democrat somewhere somebody did a sexism in a slack channel and it's bernie's fault or something like <sighs> jesus christ anyway so <laughs> the bernie I, bros are mean to me anyway the k-hive is a really good sort of like connection between people and honestly i think it's really a it's a it's a, it's a positive for the democratic party yes thank you that we all guy know the that, daily beast Jesus. we all know that liberals and it's been proven time and time again liberals will choose fascism over socialism yeah. every day of the week i, I also I, think about it this way too if bernie was the nominee and he suffered the same sort of like losses that biden and the, like the biden of the democratic party had in this election they would have done a bath party coup against the squad. Ooh, huh? dude, what if we all got bothed for being bath party? Yeah, just yeah, you just have like Nancy Pelosi up there smoking a cigar, just like oh having God, like dude. having like a some sort of staffer for Bernie up there just but naming it, names after like fuck, being dude. visibly tortured. Yeah, but instead there's going to be again no reconciling. There wasn't a reconciling no. after 2016. Even if Joe had lost, I don't think there would have been. So, no, of course not. It's just uh, so racism it, was too big and we couldn't overcome that. And but, like in, in, in these candidates that lose their house seats and their senate seats, these are candidates who are more likely than not very hand picked by people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and so, Rahm Emanuel fucking god yeah and him no and yeah so we picked all the troops and, that we could find in the midwest to run because some like we we picked every max rose type democrat who just like talks about how we needed like we should have drone strike Soleimani some more yeah like, like that's the guys they picked to run and they all got ran out of town on a rail because no one wants to hear that shit they they exactly they they definitely don't so moving forward um I mean, what's what's next for the Democratic Party? I know, I know, I know, Jordan's got some harsh words for someone in particular. Um, well, <laughs> I, I think the future of the Democratic Party is uh, a lot of dysfunction and trying to find itself because they still do not realize exactly what they've lost. Because they haven't just lost like the Senate for this turn. They've probably lost their one chance of establishing control for the next generation. Like with the judiciary gone, 
with their chance at the Senate gone, especially with like as many Republican seats that were up as they were, it's done. It's done. You know what's? I'm gonna just jump in here just real quick because hit it. Uh, cook, it cook, it's cook, kind cook. of on this on the same uh, <clears throat> on the same wave is. I think one of the biggest problems right now with Biden getting elected with a GOP Senate is you're going to see so many goddamn GOP members in Biden's cabinet. And they're going to absolutely take the route of like, we got to do the bipartisanship thing. It's the only way to get things done. And we're going to end up with Attorney General Mitt Romney and fucking Secretary of Labor John Kasich, and it's it's absolutely going to happen. Oh my mark, god! Mark my fucking words. That reminds me. Did you see? Uh, like well, the, okay. the the Biden transition team is already working on this right now. I can guarantee you. Oh, of course. Who is the um? Who's the big fucking jacked guy that ran for president? Uh, oh, uh, John Delaney. Yeah, John Delaney. I was about to say the guy who looks like Bill from King of the Hill. Yeah, let's see. He's actually like one of the few politicians I wouldn't fight. Dude, he's... No, he'd he'd, he'd um, give you a scrap. He beat the shit out of me. Let's just be honest. Yeah, he had something in particular to say that was, um, you know, this is Democrat. This is some real Democrat brain. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, Where did the thing go where he said... uh, (laughs) Oh, this is is so good. I got it pulled up. Okay, read yours. I wonder if it's the same one I was thinking about. Oh. Actually, no. And now I'm thinking I. Uh, so he hold said, on, hold on, hold on. real. Yeah, go ahead. OK, so um, he said something. God, I can't find it now. Maybe he deleted it, but he, he said something hilarious about bipartisanship. That yeah, I bipartisan just, bipartisanship is back, baby. Yeah. Oh. Did he delete that tweet? I can't find it anymore. Maybe, I saw it earlier. And maybe enough people just like yelled at him too, just like shut up. Now, got, his thing like, is, he was like, you know, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, like finally bipartisanship is back. Oh, and it's this obsession. I, oh, go. I, I got, I got it. This is from you know at John Delaney. Alert: We will soon have a decent and normal POTUS in a divided government. We won't be packing the court, making private insurance illegal, or banning fracking. Oh nor my. will. God. Nor will be will we be building walls, ignoring climate, and gutting the ACA. The time for nonsense is over. Bipartisanship is back. Fuck, fuck that guy, dude. <laughs> that 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 is, but but that is such. That is the Democratic Party in in two hundred eighty characters or fewer. Yeah, my God, like. Banning private insurance, these fuckers, dude. I hate them so much. This this is the Democratic Party in a single tweet. Well, okay, so a drill tweet is like bipartisan politics are back, baby. (laughs) Awooga! Both both um, Biden and Pelosi over the last I can't however many months have basically said. You know, Biden said he didn't win want want to win by too much because we need Republicans. And yes. I think Pelosi also Pelosi also said I don't know if she said the thing about the fucking plane or you need a left wing and a right wing. It's just like the most brain dead West Wing ass bullshit that like I could ever imagine. We don't need a Republican Party. You want to crush they are they are the enemies. Like I oh Joe Biden tweeted some shit about how like they're not our enemies or whatever. It's like yeah. people like if if you're committed, like 
you're my enemy too if you if you don't think they're our enemy like yeah it's i got, I got it right like, here to make progress we have to stop treating our opponents as enemies we are not enemies okay is, um you're in a competition of resources with people who want to make sure it goes to people to only certain segments of the population that makes you my enemy like i don't know exactly what you want to hear from me there but they're not my friend I will I will end things tonight. I won't say another word other than the Democratic Party has battered wife syndrome. Jesus. Yeah. They're so scared, dude. It's like they're they're terrified of like having like 12 people in like Miami yeah. to say like, "Oh, you like Castro?" As if that There's... matters. There's a lot of talk about them, like, you know, do they actually want to win? And, and I think they, and I don't know, I don't know how interesting that conversation actually is, but they, I don't know if they want, they probably want to win, but they want to win their way and they want to maintain their power within the institutions that they run. It's like, that is the uh, iron law of institutions is that they'd, pers- they'd um, per- preserve their own in- uh, position within that institution. Um, but like, they really are so scared of, wielding power or being unchecked as they say like if you believe in the things that you say you believe then you don't it's no no time for checks let's fucking go like those are not checks those are that that's the opposition like it's that's capitulation what should, yes like it's it's they have, they have this guilt of like being able to accomplish the things that they say they want to and it's it's really um it really sucks but uh oh i found probably the worst thing i've ever seen right now oh go <laughs> going back to anna navarro again she is currently on cnn and uh julian field from a uh, q anonymous q anon anonymous uh, just tweeted this uh navarro has explained to Man- anderson cooper that she has quote an emotional reaction end quote to socialism and communism because she quote escaped it end quote which explains the latino vote Jesus Christ. Yeah, while her dad was like murdering civilians outside of cities because they were uh, they, they were too big of cowards to actually Did fight we fucking mention how well Bernie Sanders, the Democratic Socialist, does with Latino voters and completely blew out Nevada because of the Latino vote? Like Jesus fucking well, Christ. Well, dude. have you thought about how communism scares Anna Navarro? Because when she goes to bed at night, oh, she sees my, the bodies dude. of all the people her dad killed. So, oh my God, without, without getting into a discussion about Venezuela, but um, I when uh, Juan Guaido, the fucking Pete Buttigieg like coup plant that they did for Venezuela, when he was in town for everyone to give like polite applause to, somebody in his presence um, was he was talking to someone, and somebody called AOC a socialist, and he. Juan Guaido, the right wing coup candidate, laughed at them for calling AOC a socialist. Like these people are so fucking brain dead. Anna Navarro should be. Yeah, don't, anyway. don't say too much more. But uh, yeah, she the shouldn't funny be allowed in like, polite society. The, the funny thing about Juan Guaido is his party is in the Socialist International, too. I know. Like, as if that mattered anything at all, too, because, like, Mubarak was in the Socialist International until he was overthrown. Like, doesn't mean a whole lot. It doesn't mean a whole lot. And <laughs> but like, it's funny. I, it is funny, like, the way, like, Anna Navarro giving... She was, I mean, on election night, she was still blaming Bernie for uh, for his for Joe Biden's poor performance. It's just... The Democratic Party can't can never fail. It can only be failed. 
Yep, that's true. It's like um, the Democratic Party is the market. So, uh, you know, I just like on some closing th- closing things. Um, you know, like we're we're gonna see some 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 feckless democratic action from here on out like theoretically this whole time or since 2018 the house has had the power of oversight supposedly over all these things over over everything and they've done basically nothing they had to be dragged kicking and screaming to impeach donald trump over the most narrow terms possible um of course like has anyone heard about the impeachment since it happened? Like, no. No, <laughs> they all. like to use it as an excuse for why Trump allowed two hundred thousand people to die. Yeah, it, it, he exactly. Was, he was too. He was too uh, distracted to actually enact any sort of CDC guidelines. Right. Um. Yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of things were set in motion. Like, boy. I, our, our, our boy, our great, our great boy, Obama has put his finger on the scale so many times over the last couple, <laughs> since he's left politics and his way, well, excuse me, how he said he's left politics and wants to be out of politics, but he continues to put his foot, his foot and his whole body on the scale to make certain things happen. Um, like getting Tom Perez, who didn't want to be the DNC chair, get him in to be the DNC C chair instead of Keith Ellison, who was a progressive, who is a progressive and wanted, who wanted actually that wanted spot. the job. And that would have made, you know, with how we saw the primaries go. I mean, it is funny to hear the Democrats talk about democracy and like voting and all that type of bullshit when we saw what they pulled in the Democratic primary when it came to, let's see, the least of which forcing people to vote in person during a pandemic, Um, but also the bullshit with that fucking app. Oh, yeah. But it all just kind of comes down to the Democratic Party's only real function nowadays is just to preserve Obama's legacy. And yeah. th- which is why, they, yeah, which is why they just seem to like be just drifting out to sea rudderless without any sort of way to stop it. Like they don't know what they're doing anymore. And because they always just assume like, no matter what happens, it'll just be like Obama will just deus ex machina, whatever they need to have happen. And that's it. Yep. It, it was the same thing in 2016, even after Hillary lost too. It's like, well, we know that Hillary lost, but Obama's going to badass against Trump and, you know, lock him up and things like that. He's not going to let this happen. And then Obama let it happen. Dude, speaking of which, Janet Napolitano of the Obama administration just joined the board of directors for Zoom. What the fuck is it with uh, Obama people and tech companies, dude? Like that really is like my favorite still Timothy Geithner, like being the CEO of a predatory lending company. Dude. The Jay Carney shit will never make yeah, me. The Jay Carney I'll, shit's I'll be, amazing. I'll be losing too. my mind about that forever. That's but that's, like the former yeah. like Secretary of the Treasury, like being in charge of a company that all they do is like send out like loan applications to poor people for Dude, like fifty percent interest. Uh, Sam Cedar has told this story about how they were. He was at the DNC in, I think it was in New York. Uh, it was some year during the Obama years or something like that, and uh, they. Um, transportation, excuse me, uh, I think it may have been Lyft and Uber or just one of those had like rights to the transportation to the event of the DNC. So if you took a taxi to the DNC that year, they would have to drop you off like half a mile away. They couldn't 
taxis were barred from dropping people off at the DNC uh, because they gave a contract of ex- exclusivity to like Uber or Lyft or something. So that type of like neoliberal, like uh, just enriching those companies for whatever reason is just, and just so people can get bored jobs when they leave the administration. That's the shit we don't like. Um, there's but like, we're back. We're I back. Think there's like it, 15 different, like there's like 15 different, like Obama people work for Lyft. Like we talked about, uh, like Andrew Fox. I also want to say, like, uh, oh, what was Obama's former attorney general? Um, what's his name? Eric. Eric. Uh, Eric Holder. He might have worked Holder. for Uber, but like all of them, like, have gone and like done things and sat on boards and done legal it's work cool. for all these people. It's it's awesome. No, it's great that essentially our party, which is supposed to be the left leaning party, is just putting in work for this like predatory organization that just preys on people's desire to have some sort of some sort of prosperity. <laughs> it's so cool. Valerie Jarrett sits on the board for Lyft. Oh my god, of course she does. So, okay. Um, you know, be on the lookout for all your faves to be on the board of your fave tech companies in uh eight to 10 years from now, it's going to be cool. It's going to be great. Um, any, any closing thoughts, gentlemen, I know it's, uh, we put in a long one tonight. I know we, uh, just really had to get all this out there. There's a lot going on right now. Um, Joe Biden's closing the gap in Georgia. It appears. I don't know if that's actually going to materialize anything, but, uh, protesters have just closed down the office in Maricopa County. Isn't Biden still ahead? Yes. Why the fuck do they want to close down counting in Arizona? It's uh, amazing. They seem it was to be a bit confused. It was literally narrowing to. Oh my god! <laughs> like Americans, it's it's just it's. I know this is I talk why about it work so much, time. but god. just Americans are so goddamn stupid. <laughs> just an entire country filled with people who have skulls filled with cream of mushroom soup awesome and we oh, love it we're proud of it we we love it here just number one country us of a we're very proud we're proud of our people proud oh, of you. we love it <laughs> we, we we love to see it and we love what's happening so uh i think that's it for us tonight boners for biden boners for <laughs> biden i'm looking forward to uh pushing biden left as it were from here on out i think that's uh what we're doing right i think that's our job absolutely and, uh, make sure you get out and vote everybody it, it's this important thing i know uh it's been like a big brush in like the last week but i just want to ensure everyone get out and vote get out and vote uh make your voice heard um what's election day guys i'm not sure actually i think uh we're i think we're i think it's getting close um cool Oh, okay. Two shout outs. Uh, well, obviously fuck Spencer Cox. That's, that's an, that's a stand. That's my pinned, that's my pinned message. <laughs> we're going to um, have to do a, just, I think we're going to have to do a, a weekend episode boys. We're going to have to do it too for this week. And we need to dedicate an entire episode to Spencer suck my Cox from the back. He's, he's on, he's on fire, uh, this week in particular. Um, if he tweets but, another emoji, I might just blow my brains out. Yep. Yep, I'm committing seppuku if he does that again. And also, if uh, if Burgess doesn't win, um, which I don't know, actually, Kirstie Alley's going to be so sad. 
Yeah, she's going to be bombed. A lot of like... uh, She's going to stop being Trump's wife's body double. The CTE Sports Radio Caucus is going to be pretty bombed, but... I will say that um, every celebrity. But Spence Check is going to do it himself. I have no idea. I will say that Burgess got a very nice spot on QAnon Anonymous, the podcast. They uh, had, had a whole segment about Burgess Owens, which was great. So um, I highly recommend everyone check that out. And that is it. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. And uh, we will all talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us. Vote or die. My God. <laughs> Traveling